Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every day of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and private services, the doctors and nurses and first responders who do it, 
especially to find people to clean up after them because they put themselves in harm's way many, many times. And, of course, there's always the people who keep those shelves stocked during the pandemic and the supermarkets. We want to thank each and every one of them. Tonight's program is dedicated to a wonderful person. Now, this person, uh, let me give you a little background. Uh, her name is uh, Burnett Dickerson. Uh, Burnett was, uh, and her husband and 10 other people took on the Diocese of Wilmington in 1979 to keep an inner city school open. It was a, was a program put together by 10 people that saved the school, and today the school is still going strong. It was out of money, out of time, so they got together and they worked very hard for 10 weeks. So uh, now, Burnett, uh, we owe you a debt of great, a great a debt of gratitude. Uh, and if I could get enough words out, I'd be able to get my tongue worked in the right way. But uh, <laughs> so I want to just uh, this is our last show for the year, um, not the last show, the last show for the year. Uh, we'll return again on, uh, I guess, J- uh, January the 8th. But uh, tonight's uh, featured people are um, from the South um, Northport area, Fighting Tony, from the uh, Bridgeport area, of uh, Bridgetown area of uh, Newcastle, uh, the Zapping Zito. And from the West Coast, Bouncing Bob. So I want to introduce everybody. Yes, sir. We'll make sure that everybody. And from fabulous Parrish, Florida, it's Frank. Hey. (laughs) And, you know, the one that's missing tonight, of course, is Caden. Caden has to be out uh, on a date. So so, uh, we will make him pay for that when he comes back. Ooh, sandwich. Uh, but uh, it'll be fun. Um, the uh, yes, you know, we wanted to uh, wish all our uh, our listeners a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. We want to thank all our staff for what a wonderful job they've done each and every day, every week, and the progress that they make with uh, making this this program such a great program. We did end up the year up 22 percent from the year before. In listenership, and uh, we want to thank uh, I want to thank all of you guys for doing that, especially Ty and Zito, Tony, and Bob, and, and Caden, because you're, you're always welcome there. Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, let's put uh, let's put Zito right on the right on the spot. See, what did you think about uh, uh, Crawford's fight last week? Oh yeah, you know. I, I, I unfortunately I unfortunately didn't uh, wasn't able to catch it last week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even I, didn't, I wasn't able to see it at all. Um, uh, okay. Just I was uh, just a little busy last week. What exactly happened? Sure. Yeah. Um, he he had a nice uh, KO with uh, uh in the uh, eighth round. It was a very tough fight uh, for both of them. They both did very well for the first four or five rounds, but then he started to really beat him down, and he just didn't get off the mat on the eighth round. So uh, it was a it was a good fight to watch, uh, and it was fun to uh, listen to. Uh, 
Hey, but I, well, tell me about the uh, go ahead, Judge. Oh Judge no, Steve. I was just gonna say that that's that tends to be Crawford's ML. Um, if Crawford has trouble, it, it, it tends to be early. It, well, it's always early. Um, and once he has you figured out, that he's, he's, he's dangerous. That is just he's that's when he's dangerous, and he's a guy who's dangerous with a kill shot. So. I think that was a good tune-up fight here to just kind of send some pace for the arrows and stuff like that, and then kind of let me know what's up. And all the other ones that he's planning on doing, he just he, he's right, going to have that no matter what. All right, Tony, what's 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 next for Crawford? What do you think? Well, it should be next is Errol Spence, but obviously hey. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That's the way it's supposed to go. Now I don't know who's somebody needs to get their stuff together because this fight needs to happen. Mm-hmm. This is what we all want. And I don't know I know somebody out there is listening to this can make this happen. They need to do it because we need to see this. True. True. What do you think, Zeke? Uh, I, I would like to see it, um, but dealing with boxing promoters, I could actually see um, them trying to put somebody else in that stable with in the ring first with Crawford. Maybe even the Keith Thurman first. Um, just, I, I mean, just as far as, you know, the fan, like me personally, I would love to see, you know, you, everybody wants to see the two top guys go at it. Um, dealing with boxing promotion now, they tend to milk things. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they, they can milk things right out of existence to a point, out of, you know, lucrative existence, to, in my opinion. Like Floyd and Pacquiao. That, that, mm-hmm. that fight you know, could have generated more money if it didn't stew so long. Because now people lost interest. You know, they lost interest in that. And they therefore, they didn't mm-hmm. make as much money as they could have or would have if they would have fought earlier. I'm afraid the same thing might happen with Spence and Crawford. Just you know, dealing mm-hmm. with uh, as a fact. Um, Bob Spence is you know they they uh, dealing with Al Heyman and Bob Arum. Al Heyman has a little more leeway on this one just because he has more of top welterweight more of the top welterweight guys. Um, that way you know I could see them him throwing somebody else off there. They they brought Sean Porter and had Sean Porter fight. Uh, with 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 Crawford, so you, you know you can cross. They can cross the aisles to uh, do business. Um, with that said, it, 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 you know they, 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 these figures, you know they they not they're not going to line up essentially, you know immediately. So I just don't. You know, I wish it would happen, but I'm afraid that we're going to get you know these guys if they ever do face each other, we're going to get a, a older version or more what could have been version. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Bob. Let's just uh, get out there. You just been uh, laying on your your laurels out there. Um, we have a 16 year old uh, youngest UFC fighter gets a submission in 2.44 uh, minutes for the first round. You want to talk about that one? Uh, was that last week or uh, today? Yeah, Ross. Bro, Ross. 
I'm not sure if I saw that one. Um, Yes, that was last week, right? So that kid's a beast. I mean, uh, yeah, I I mean, he's coming up. He's got uh, um, great submissions, obviously, 7-0. Went up against Jay Perrin um, and just came in there and completely dominated. So uh, replaced John – well, he wants to replace John Jones as the, you know, uh, 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 youngest champion. Because um, John Jones, I think, got it at 21, 22. Um, but anyway, so uh, um, very, very cool and, and very, very uh, impressive uh, win. Mm-hmm. A little distracted though right now. Tonight's the last UFC for the fight of the uh, of the year, and I'm watching uh, Bobby Green paint uh, Drew Dober's uh, face all red. And the entire first round, and then Drew Drover just came back halfway through the second and got a knockout. It was amazing. Boom. Colorado boy in the house. Uh, one of his coaches, Oscar Martinez, good buddy. Um, congratulations, Drew Drover. Okay. Uh, why don't we uh, take a minute to uh, talk about that uh, that law change in uh, in California about the. Uh, Questions about the judging in, in Vegas and and uh, who moves uh, within state. Yeah, so last week um, we were talking about the Patty Pimblett fight um, and uh, uh, the, the how he was awarded the win over Jared Gordon. Um, and it was a little bit of a controversy. One of the one of the refs, um, uh, what was his name? Um, Douglas Crosby. Um, he judged uh, Friday night at Bellator 289, then flew to Las Vegas and judged uh, UFC 282. Um, and both controversial scorecards on both uh, Bellator and the UFC. And so there, it sparked a lot of controversy with a lot of the fighters talking how, because you never want the, the, the fight going to the judges. The judges, can you never know where they're going to go. And, and I've been around the game long enough to where, you know, judges in a lot of these smaller town things are end up just usually being buddies of people that they, somebody knows. Like a lot of them don't even know what's going on in the sport. But you know, when you get to the UFC and, and Bellator, you know, you got to have some top-rate judges and people in there really keeping a close eye on everyone's safety and and then um, or the ref and then the, the the judges need to score it fairly and effectively. And some judges are are tending to lean towards the promoters. They they think, you know, the promoter wants a certain fighter to go on ahead. And so they'll kinda they'll they'll grease the, the scorecards a little bit in that certain fighter's favor, you know, i.e. Patty Pimlet. Um so California just passed a memorandum um that now uh no longer can judges uh or referees um, travel across country to work multiple, multiple events back-to-back days. So there's got to be mm-hmm. some rest time in there to give them a fresh perspective um, and, and give the fighters their, their due credit. So leave it to California. Yeah. You know, West California is really good at creating a bunch of laws, so we got that going mm-hmm. for us. Well, you know, not too, too many years ago, I remember, uh, I, I think you'll remember this, Z. Uh Bob Alexander, of course, uh, I'll give you an update on him too. Uh, Bob does uh, fights around the world as uh, the announcer, ring announcer. Uh, he, his wife, decided she wanted to be a judge. 
Well, Bob broke the whole thing down for us in that what they do is they sit with the judge for 10 bites. They take a test, and then they're, they're, all of a sudden, they're a judge. So uh, that seemed to be, you know, at the first time, first glance at it, I didn't think much of it. But now when we start looking at these big bites and how things are coming down, it makes a lot of sense. Boy, that, you know, you really, uh, you hit it right on the nail, um, I think, Bob. They, they look at who the, who the promoter is, and if they want to get another job, uh, they're gonna gonna slam it. That's the way it looks. Yeah, they, they, it looks like. they shouldn't be doing it because the fighters the fighters got to go through so much anyway. You never want the fight going to the judges' scorecards because again, like I, I've had this happen to me, and he's probably had it happen. And you know, we we're all familiar with it. Like if you go to someone's backyard, i.e., like when I went and fought in Canada, I'm the American. They don't really like us up there, and I go up there and I'm fighting their champion, and I don't get a. Uh, a decisive win, a knockout, a submission, or something like that. I'm going to lose by points every time. They don't want me coming back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm so dumb. I mm-hmm. go up there and call it Canadian bacon. They're mean. They're like, you mean ham and bacon? I'm like, oh no, Canadian bacon and pineapple, please. And, and they're like, you don't need to come back. And, and that leads to. Okay. I mean, when fighters say, and, and when you know, when fighters or people say. You you know you have to beat the champion, or like when when you see a fight and you're like, well the guy won on points but he didn't get the nod because you know you have to beat. That's what people are talking about. They're talking about the judges, um, the champion, and, and it seems in, in a lot most of the times it is the hometown thing. Um, you know they have titles for everything nowadays, but when it comes down to it, you know the the more the promotion heavy guy, you end up you have to like. It's hard to beat them decisively. I mean, without stopping. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's, I mean, to to get a decision on these guys, you, you almost have to totally outclass them, or you have to be the next guy in line. You know that they're trying to build up on promotion. That, that's kind of the only way you get a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Tony, why don't you tell us about TFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTFTF
Um, he's mm-hmm. you know he's not a guy who's gonna you know have the nuances. He is a, a power puncher who's trying to lay his paws on you. Um, he's he's mm-hmm. he has quick hands. You know he's not the fastest, blazing fast, but he has quick enough hands. And you know he he's a guy who who you know he's not bad feet. Um, but he's a guy who's not you know he's not hard to figure out. And he's also not a guy who's that terribly hard to hit. Uh, if he's not going to, you know, stop you or dominate the fight with his power, then you know, I, he can get outboxed. He's a guy who I thought if, if he would I thought Pedraza would have uh, been around. Pedraza might have uh, had the potential to outbox him. I still wouldn't have leaned on Pedraza to win. But, I, you know, with a guy with boxing skill, to me, is always going to give Lopez trouble. I just think that that the that book is out on him. He's a midget Deontay Wilder is what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, summing up, he's either gonna knock you out or he's gonna take a shot. You know, one or the other. Hey, yeah, Bob, uh, you brought up uh, uh, Pemberton uh, uh, last week or earlier. Uh, you want to talk about that fight? His winner was Dustin Gordon. Uh, you mean Pimblet? Patty Pimblet? Pimblet. Yeah, Patty Pimblet. Yeah. So, uh, again, that was it was a great fight against Derek Gordon. Patty Pimblet's kind of up and coming. Um, but, you know, he hasn't really gone against any really, really tough. And it was a controversial score. He ended up getting the uh, uh, the draw uh, the, or the – what am I – I'm brain farting right now. Oh, the decision in the end, yes. Unanimous decision, and it shouldn't necessarily have gone that way. And so that's what kind of started this, the controversy of talking about all the judges. But mm-hmm. good fight overall. Um, I'm just, you know, bummed out for Jared Gordon. And then that mm-hmm. was the uh, co-main event of the Blankowicz versus Ankalev, which I didn't get a chance to see that. We were doing, uh, we were rubbing elbows with the wife's brass uh, during the Christmas party. So, um, but I, I that. Uh, Good job for Jan because I thought Uncle Love was going to just destroy him, and the fact that it went to a draw just is amazing. Yeah, I had that on as my next question about uh, the Blankowitz fight. Um, you don't very often see it just a draw with two two battles like that. But uh, that seemed to be, no. uh, you know, and when you sit back and you look at some of the, the stuff that was written about it, um, that, that was a yeah, there should somebody should have walked away with a win, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. Uh, um, see, what do you th- what do you think about uh, Fury Chisura? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Fury did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed mm-hmm. to do, uh, and he had. I mean, it was Tyson Fury. And the ref against Derek Chisor. The ref was terrible. Mm-hmm. That that the ref that ref, I mean, I don't like to to, to to the way he ref that fight, I don't know how much experience he had. Uh especially mm-hmm. with the bigger guys, because one thing he was he didn't really get himself in there when they were grappling, you know, break guys, but he would you know, he would say, Come on guys, you know, come on. And that's I mean the ref has to be clear. He has to be definite. Second off is this. Tyson Fury's punching, then holding. 
the whole fight, mm-hmm. not one warning, not one warning. Where we had, like, and according to the rules, you're not allowed to do that. Touch of Fury was hitting, either holding behind the neck and hitting Shasur a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. He had, he had grab, he had grapple, and as I say, I saw more of a 1920s version of a boxing, of a fight. Then you know, mm-hmm. the Marcus of Queensbury rules were, went out the window to me, and there was like the type of you know, like, okay, the ref's gonna let me do it. I'm gonna just continue to do it. We continue to always lay on them and without warning, without being broken. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it, to me, it's just a, a literally continual, you know, just just wearing them down. You know, that that I, I you know what Tyson Fury, he, he won the fight the way he should have. I wasn't impressed. You know, he, I, I, I can't say that I wasn't impressed with the fight because it was allowed to be that way, and that that's not mm-hmm. how a fight should be. That's not how boxing is supposed to go. You, you know, I mean, Tyson Fury has all of the advantages anyway. You don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. insist him. You know, you have to be fair about it. So I, I didn't like that at all. Hundred percent agree with uh, what he said. I don't really even have anything to add. It was, it was just I'm holding. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have stepped in and done something. But mm-hmm. more interested in uh, what I've heard about Pacquiao coming back than anything. You know that that, that there's another question now. He had the guy he went up against uh, Yao seems scared to scared to death. Uh, of Pacquiao, and he should have been because he's in the way he lost the fight. But now, since I guess since Manny didn't win the presidency in, uh, or governorship, as they call it, in in Manila, do um, you think that uh, uh, that had a lot to do with it? I do. I think that yeah, that's the kind of guy that just does not want to go home and retire at all. Like, he has right. still got it in him. And he just wants to keep going. And, you know, obviously, if he wins the presidency, he's going to be busy. I'm sure he probably would have stayed in the business to some degree, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe exhibitions only. But, um, yeah. yeah, now that he lost, absolutely. Because, I mean, I, from what I heard last week, he's already announced he's going to come back in the game and he wants to get into some big fights with some people, which yeah. I applaud. I'm, I'm, no one gets tired of watching Manny Pacquiao. Right, right, and to, you know that's uh, this is uh, every show we try to get that name in here because that was Bob's uh, favorite. But uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and he's, he's still he's, going. He's got a, yeah. Doesn't he have a young son coming in too? Oh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it's interesting that Pacquiao himself is coming back. Uh, just, just, I yeah. mean, I, I, I want to see this, like how far, how much the highest level of competition he can face at this point. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if he could deal with uh, Spence or Crawford at this point. Uh, it will be interesting to see him fight somebody like the Sean Porter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just, just you know, maybe you know, just to see where they're at, just to see where he's at, you know, as far as that the level. I don't know if he, mm-hmm. you know. If he's ready right now to to jump into the waters of a of a big fight, but you know, as I said, he has time. And one of the hardest things to do 
is to stop making millions of dollars. So, I mean, you know, you can't, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to generate money. Right. So, uh, you, know, right. You, you have to go along with it. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that comes from the fact that he's, you know, he's orphaned at the, at the age, started fighting at the age of seven and has been making his living all his life uh, fighting. I guess he doesn't want to give that part up. And, and who can, who can blame him? Um, Bob, I got a question for you. Why is Cyborg now uh, dropping her opposition to uh, to uh, boxing and now want to get into boxing? Good luck. Bob. I mean, uh, we, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, am I on mute? All right. Uh, I was yep. good, like I said, good luck. I mean, you know, everyone that has trying to do the MMA crossover to, bo- we're not boxers. We can box. We, you know what I mean? Like, I, I tried to explain this once when I was in security dealing with a drunk guy. I'm like, look, what do you do for a living, sir? And he's like, and he wanted to fight. I'm like, he's like, I'm a welder. I go, I myself have joined two pieces of metal together using a stick welder. Am mm-hmm. I good? He's like, no, I'm the best. I go, okay, then. I put money on my table beating people up. Just because you've been in a fight or two doesn't make you good. <laughs> Same thing with us MMA guys going over to boxing. We're not boxers. That's all there is to it. I mean, Cyborg's going to get over there. Hopefully, I mean, she's got the strength. She's got power. She could get like a one lucky punch. But boxers know how to keep that guard up and just score those points. And just and they're fast. They're, they're fast and accurate. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. going for different parts. They stand a little different. It's 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 not the same. You. If I can kick a boxer, I might have a chance, but I'm not going to outbox a boxer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to put it this way. James Tony went in a ring in the octagon and, and got choked out by Randy Couture very fast. I don't – boxers shouldn't be in a ring with MMA guys. That's ludicrous. Right. So why would an MMA person – I mean, listen – if 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 you just because you swing a bat doesn't mean that you can hit a golf ball. I mean, it's simple as there that. There you go. It's two different two different things. And MMA, you're not worried as much about boxing striking as you're worried about everything else. Like you have to worry about knees, elbows, people, you know, kicks, guys, you know, or you know, fighters taking you down. You know, you know, the grapples. You have to worry about punches. I mean. It's, there's so much on the seat that you have to worry about that boxing and, and dealing with MMA and boxing is a moot point. Like you could you could use some of the footwork, use some of the you know some of the skills, but you could take stuff from karate and do that. You went to MMA. You you could take you know stuff from Greco-Roman wrestling. You, you could take everything to, to a point. Every striking art. To the point and use it in MMA, not you no know, deadly like that. That's why somebody like Bruce Lee could not fight in the in the UFC because he he's dirty. He, he would fight to any fight. So I mean, you have I just don't. Yeah. It, it just, it's, now the only thing the only thing that Cyborg's got going for her, I just pulled it up is she's going against a Bellator vet, Gabrielle Half uh, Holloway. So. Another Bellator, like I get that taking to MMA people and then putting gloves on them. Sure. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But that's not boxing. Both of them probably get beat up by a boxer. You know, I get Holly Holmes coming over and doing a crossover. You know what I mean? Coming from boxing, and there's a few boxing people that have come over and and gone into MMA. But again, then they've got to work about the wrestling and the knees, and you know, and and all that kind of the takedown defense. So it's it's a little different. But boxing, I mean, it's 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 uh it's an art. It's pugilism. It's it's uh you, you know, I mean, there's there's yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Z, what do you think of uh, Anthony Joshua and Dylan White? Um, the talks are in progress now uh, as to uh, starting getting a fight set up for them for February. Do you have any idea on that one? Um, no, I think that um, – I don't know. I would like this. Dylan White, he, he got a shot against Tyson Fury – um, he he tried and it wasn't successful. I think that um, Anthony Joshua, he he's a good step for him, and I think Dylan White is deserving of that fight again. Uh, how will it end? I really think it depends on what Dylan White has about. Um, I don't know. I didn't like the way he looked against Tyson Fury. Um, he, he just didn't look well put together. He did, he looked like he was really sloppy. With, with that mm-hmm. said, I don't. I mean, I don't know what Anthony Joshua's mind state is, um, and mm-hmm. that has everything to do with fighting. Mind state has everything to do with fighting. He just he lost twice to Usyk, and like he has three losses. Um, that I mean, he, he, right now he's not at the top of the heat. It, it's simple as that. He's not at the top of the heat. Uh, I can't. I I can't really totally predict that fight yet, I would have to uh, actually hear him and, and see where Joshua's mind is before anything else. Mm-hmm. All right, Tony, what's your thought? Uh, I agree with Z. I think with Anthony Joshua, it's mostly mental. I think he's on a slow downhill path, and I think it's more of a mental thing than anything since he's uh, taken his losses here in the last year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Dylan White, I agree with Z. I mean, Dylan White's going to have to step up, you know, and show some stuff because he didn't look that great. But it, I would still, my personal opinion, if, if Joshua's got his mind in the game, is trying, uh, giving it 100%, he'll probably win the fight. If he doesn't, if he's still on that slow downhill slope, he's going to lose that fight. May not necessarily be a knockout, maybe losing by points, but he will lose it. So we'll see what happens, but uh, there's nothing wrong with him. He's he's not the same guy that uh, that we saw a couple of years back. He's and it's not an age thing. I think it's more like Z said, his his mental status is not there like it used to be, and I think mm-hmm. he's slowly losing that. He's not on top. When he was, he was he was King Dong. I mean, there was no telling him anything wrong, but now it's it's not like that anymore, and I don't think he knows how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bob, what do you think about uh, Conanair and Strickland? You, admit, you touched on that briefly earlier, but uh, give us your, your thoughts on this fight. Yeah, that's that's tonight. That's the headliner. Um, Conanair mm-hmm. and Strickland. Now, Strickland's coming off a loss to the current champ. Uh, oh, God, I'm breaking his head. The, the peer, uh, Alex Pira. There we go. Um, so Strickland, you know, and he's ranked, 
and so is uh, Jared Conner. And, and Con- you know, Strickland's more of a straight in and out, uh, follows that straight, straight line, 12 to 6, uh, as far as a fighter. He just comes in and comes out straight down the pipe. Um, Jared Conner's got more power, I think, um, but then he'll break off and, and weave some more. So it'll be a bang-up contest. I don't think it's going to be um, – it's not that exciting. This is just kind of for rankings. They're putting something together at the end of the year. Um, we just had a, the, the, the co-main event, though. Um, will be uh, Armand to I can't say you guys last name. I apologize. I'm retarded. Yeah. Sarkarian and Demir Isma. It's not. It's not them. It's me. And uh, but yeah. anyway, um, that'll be a good fight. Um, this guy came out and, and did a great fight uh, against uh, Makachev um, back earlier in the um, in the year. So that'll be a really good fight. But again, these. These fights towards the end of the year here, this stuff's been put together. I feel bad for these guys because they all couldn't eat Thanksgiving dinner. You know, um, I've been there and done that. The fires that fight in December yeah. don't don't get to eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I just did see though. I want to give a shout out to this guy because I've never in my life seen this. Alec Caracas uh, just knocked out Julian Arosu with a. It was almost like a fake jab, or or he missed with a jab, but then followed with a left hook kick. And usually you mm-hmm. gotta kind of switch your hips to get any power. And caught him right on the chin, put him down. So that was a good fight. Kind of neat stuff. But this will be USC's yeah, last yeah. fight for the year, and and then they'll go into mm-hmm. 2023. Some exciting stuff. Okay. Yeah. You just sit on uh, two of the ones I have here. Good. <clears throat> um, and we have a uh, have a specialist, a tank specialist uh, on our staff, and uh, I think I'd like to uh, uh, yield the floor to the gentleman from Northport, uh, if he could tell us a little bit about uh, what he thinks uh, Mr. Davis's next fight uh, is going to be. Oh, thank you. Old Tanky, old Tanky. Well, keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> if he only heard that right he now, takes, he was down here. The I bad things would happen to me. <laughs> I don't want to be chased by a process server about the standing where somebody else's underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really fun. Uh, I the take and Garcia fight need to go down, and the one thing that has been in the media this week was Ryan Garcia saying that he's not doing anything else except throwing all of his eggs in one basket for Tank Davis to let everybody know that he's with it, he's going to do it, he's ready to sign. Um, He's made it very well known that he doesn't want anything else. He doesn't want any more tune-up fights. He wants nothing but Tank Davis. Tank Davis at this point hasn't said the same thing. His management's obviously going down this different path or preparing for this other fight I believe he's got coming up. They say it's going to happen here in a couple months. Hope it does. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a, that's going to be a very good fight. Yeah, it could go either way. Uh, at the moment, I've always said take Davis, and I've always leaned that direction. But like Bernard Hopkins said, explained about why Ryan Garcia may win this fight. 
mm-hmm. thought about it long and hard today, and I think there he could be right on that. Um, going mm-hmm. back and kind of watching Tank's last fight, the last two, especially the one with Cruz, that one was a dangerous fight for him. And I know why he avoided trying to fight him again, especially before mm-hmm. the big money fight with Garcia. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the beginning of the year and uh, whether or not uh, Garcia is just going to hold on and do nothing except prepare for that fight and see if Tank Davis does the same thing because Garcia has thrown his eggs in the basket. He's ready to do it. It's been said out of his own mouth, so let's sit back and see what happens because it's got to be game on now. Otherwise, we're going to be pointing the finger at somebody and saying, hey, you're the reason, not not Garcia. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see what happens. What's your thoughts on that one, Zeke? Um, Ron Garcia better stay active. <laughs> I mean, if, if he's not going to – he might not get the tank fight immediately. Uh, um, so he be, his best bet is to stay active. Says he doesn't need any more tuna fights. Well, a fighter needs to fight. It's simple as that. It, you have to keep the tools sharp. And if he wants to sit there and take a year off or a, you know a year and a half off to wait for Tank Davis, that doesn't give him that doesn't help him out at all, financially or really you know skill wise professionally. So I I would think that Ryan Davis I mean Ryan Garcia would. Want to stay active? Yeah, ask for the fight. Please do. You know, if you get the fight, good. But you don't want to. If you're tossing all your eggs in one basket, and the basket hot falls on the thing, well, you have no eggs left. <laughs> I suggest mm-hmm. he, he just keep doing what he's doing. Keep getting his skill better. He's a young guy, so I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. do nothing but pick up and learn a little more. So I, mm-hmm. I don't see. You know, I, I understand. You know. You know, as especially when you're young, and you know you're, you're good. You feel he feels invincible. Feels he can beat anybody. Thing is this: routine. It, it, you don't beat routine. You don't beat routine. Tank is he's constantly fighting. He's constantly staying active. Ryan Garcia, he, he can't deter his career for one person. That's what Amir Khan did. Amir Khan essentially deterred his career and had. A substantially less amount of fights than he should have, waiting for Floyd or Manny Pacquiao. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, you just don't, you know, waiting for the big fight. Yeah, Brian Garcia could hurt his career by doing that, and I wouldn't like to see that. I would like yeah. to see Pitbull, Cruz, and Garcia go at it. If, if there's going to be a way in the fight between Tank Davis and Garcia, I would love to see what would happen with Garcia and Isaac. Cruz because that's going to be huge as well. That guy's right there in the middle. And that those three people, those three guys right there, those are going to be three really good fights that I don't think anyone's really going to be able to predict too much of who's going to really win it. So mm-hmm. let's sit back and watch and see what happens. But As a boxing purist, I would love to see that fight. If I was Ryan Garcia's camp, I'm not, I'm not signing that fight. Uh, I mean, as good of a fight as it is to me, I think that it's too it's too much risk and too little reward. I mean, Pitbull doesn't yeah. offer you know millions of dollars to, for that trouble, so no, so it's too much trouble for for that little amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent true. I totally agree with you. Well, let me let me ask you another question here, uh, both of you. Uh, 
WBA has ordered Usyk and Dubois uh, to get back in the ring. Um, uh, see, what's the, do you have any idea what the reasoning behind that is? Uh, I don't know, but I, I don't think that that that's going to be paid too much attention to. I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I would see Dubois. Obviously, Dubois would love it. Uh, Usyk is bigger. Bigger things involved with Usyk. Uh, if they did get in the ring, I would equate that almost to college basketball and against pro basketball. It's two different levels. I just think Usyk's on one level and Dubois is on uh, not Usyk's level. I mean, not no disrespect to him, but I just think Usyk is. He, he we might be talking about the best heavyweight right now. I mean, you know, we don't know who's better between him and Tyson Fury, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's debatable. With Dubois, it's mm-hmm. not. It's just, he's not there. He's not near that level of competition yet. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it could happen, but as I must say, for, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said with Ryan Garcia, except for mm-hmm. he was not dangerous to Usyk like that to me. He's not, I mean, mm-hmm. he's just, he's not a guy that, you know, I mean, he, he, he's a fight, but as I say, he's not even, he's not Usyk's level. And to kind of be dangerous to a person, you have to be near their level. I just don't think he's there. Mm-hmm. And financially, I don't Please. think it'll work. Okay, Tony? I agree with what Z said. I don't think there's but maybe one or two people in the ballpark with Usyk right now. Dubai is not one of them. Mm-hmm. If anything, I will disrespect him. He can go back to the amateurs because he ain't even close. He's going to get okay. hurt. That's, like, that's all that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one that, that uh, I, I like to keep an eye on: Shakar Stevens and uh, George, George Cambosa is coming up. That's that's another one that's going to okay. get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's another one. George Cambosa Cambosa is going to get hurt on that one too. There's going to be two people here mm-hmm. going to be on the on the hit list. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it depends uh, how much Shakur presses on the gas pedal with that one. Cambosa is, is he's going to come to fights. That's going to be a part of the problem because he's going to be there. Um, right now, I, 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 I'm Shakur out of the class of, of, of those between 130 and 140 pounders. He's, he, to me, is looking the best. He's looking the skill wise his best. He's, he has the speed, the power, the reflexes, and he's smart. He, he's, 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 to me, it seems like he's getting wiser each fight. Um, so I, I think Gamposis is live, but when mm-hmm. you say his opponent's live and that's all you got for him, you tend not to favor that guy. You know, the guy, he's mm-hmm. tough. He has, he's live. That's not the guy that you're going to favor unless it's Rocky. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, I can't deal with Gamposis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, snitch, it gets- is niche. Okay. The curve. All right. Bob, you have an update on uh, tonight's fight? Bob. Yeah, sorry, I had you on mute again. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I get to talking and whatever. Um, yeah, so another great <laughs> fight. Uh, it was the same one, Alex Karras uh, with Julian Rosa. Uh, they went over that again. It's been uh, setting up the next fight. Now we're getting with 
Amir Albazi versus Alessandro Costa. So don't know too much about these two, but I'll keep you posted. Um, yeah, these the flyweight, so this would be the co-co-main event. Um, but again, like that last that last kick, I can't tell if that if he missed that jab and then threw that kick just by chance, or if that was some sort of karate type setup thing. But it was neat. Mm-hmm. Got the knockout. Mm-hmm. I just All love right. how you pay extra money for ESPN Plus, but you still have commercials. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Get a fire. Like I thought, I was paying. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh well, you know, they're going to pay for it, so we'll stream the stuff, but we still got to squeeze some commercials in there because we're not making enough money, you know. Uh-huh. All right. Um, see, what do you think of the uh, uh, Crawford and uh, uh, what the hell is his name? The Pierce that were coming up. Oh, the Crawford. Uh, Crawford. Uh, I thought he just fought. Okay, he's got one coming up. Uh, they're trying to put one together for, with him. For uh, February, uh, with Pierce, I, I can I can see that they they trying to keep him active. Uh, it, it, they but he as far as main competition is only one direction to go, and that's the Al Heyman way right now. So he's keeping active, but I mean, he's, he's, the, obviously the big payday fights aren't. aren't you know, there for him anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, he he's he fought Porter. You know, now he has Spence, but yeah, as I say, the chips aren't lining up. So the, you know, who knows when these guys are going to face off? But you know, Crawford, he, he, you're you're a fighter, you're a boxer, so what do you have to buy? You can't just sit there and wait for your payday. As I keep saying, you know, you have to you know keep doing what you do. You have to keep making money somehow. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> then we got a uh, and Yardy coming up uh, January 28th. Uh, Bob, what's your thoughts? I'm sorry, Tony. What's the thought? Uh, who, who was the first one? Benavidez. And Benavidez or Benavidez? Benavidez. Better been. Better not, been. not real familiar with that fight, I don't think. I, I don't I haven't kept up with that one. Z, uh, I'll throw that one to you. Yeah, I, um well I have I, I, I no, they they're you know in the same class. I know that um there's I think there was talk about it. But I mean it, it would be to me it would be an interesting fight for a little while. I like the way Yardy looked his last fight. He actually looked kind of impressive to me. Granted, his level of competition wasn't, you know, to, to me, you know, the, the highest. But with that said, he did things like he, he looked kind of different than he did, than I'm used to seeing Yardy. He looked relaxed. He let his hands flow free, and he was, you know, he felt it just looked calm at what he was doing. Uh, that could serve him very well fighting better beer for a little while. Eventually, better beer is going to get to him. Uh, as good as you already look boxing, to be truthful about the situation, you can't box with better beer. 
not for a whole fight. He, he can look good in spots, but ultimately he can't even box with him. I didn't even bring better be his power or his toughness in to the, to the question yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking straight out boxing. Better be is a decorated amateur fighter. It's hard, you know. It's hard to like remember that because he had a chunk of his career, you know, kind of taken away due to injury. Because we forget that he came up with Kovalev. It was always thought that he and Kovalev would match up until he spent mm-hmm. some years out of the room. But ever since he's been back, he's been a destroyer. He's been an absolute mm-hmm. destroyer. So I, I really, you know, I I like Yardy to look good in spots for a little bit until until things happen. But he's not going to knock Better Be As out. That's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I couldn't hear you were talking about the, the phone, but no, I, I totally agree. Benavides is not going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guys, that brings us up to the, almost to the end of our hour here. So, uh, again, uh, I want to say thank you very much for everything you guys do each and every week to make this uh, show uh, such a success as it is. Um, I want to thank you all our listeners because if it wasn't for you, uh, we wouldn't enjoy this roundtable talk that we have every weekend. Um, the guys here, all different personalities. But boy, they really know their things. And it's really nice to uh, sit down and, and have a chance to talk um, with a bunch of friends and have other friends listen. So uh, thank you again for all 271,000 of you. Um, it, like I said, uh, we started the year uh, at 251, so up 22% uh, since uh, the beginning of the year. And we really appreciate that. And we, uh, as, a, as an update to uh, our good friend Bob Alexander, he's, been, uh, he's up in Jacksonville this week at Mayo Clinic. They're trying to figure out the diagnosis. It's uh, something that people around here just uh, – so all the specialists cannot figure out what's going on with his body. Uh, his body is attacking itself from the, from the inside. And he, it's, uh, he's already lost uh, 126 pounds uh, this year alone. Uh, I could lose uh, 126 pounds, and I still look bad. But uh, uh, Bob's, uh, Bob's got a good attitude about it. He knows he's going to beat it. Uh, Bob and Mary, uh, I know you're listening tonight. Uh we hope you get a good diagnosis up there. We hope you have a safe trip, and I hope you treat it well. Um, let's see. Tony, you want to lead us out? Yes, sir. First, Bob, I, hope, I know you're listening. I hope you get well, stay strong. Uh, I'd like to say Merry Christmas to you guys. Love all you guys. Love being on the show with you guys this year. has been fantastic. Uh, second, would love to, to my family and everyone that uh, listens in in the other states. And third and least, uh like to make a little public service announcement out there for all the kids. Stay off the drug. We do not need you ending up in an Orlando hotel room with a pink tutu and a feather in your butt like for Oscar. So we please. Please avoid the drug use, kids. It's not worth it. It's all that stuff is dangerous. Seriously, we don't want we don't want you hurt. We love you guys. Thank you everyone for putting us twenty two percent higher. And thank you guys, Bob V, Ty, let Ty know. Merry Christmas and Cape and everybody. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks, son.
Bob? Yeah, another great show. What a great year. Um, always a pleasure hanging out with you guys, Fighting Words family, our Fighting Words fans that are family. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, Miss Ty and Caden tonight, but um, unlike Christmas, Caden looks like, uh, oh, no, I ruined that joke already. I'm not even going to go there. So uh, anyway, <laughs> trying to go out with, a, with another funny joke, you know, but I, I messed up my delivery. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, keep those uh, eyes up and chins down. God bless everybody. Have a great year. Bob, did you want to make uh, any announcement about the, the uh, future deployment? Oh, uh, so, so nah, not necessarily. I mean, I'm just super, yeah, super yeah. proud of my wife. I mean, she's out there kicking butt and taking names, and she's going to represent the Pacific Fleet, and she's going to leave me again for six months uh, this summer, and, and me and the boy will be uh, bacheloring it up while she cruises around and keeps all of our Pacific uh, Fleet members up to date and up to code and, and get the medical out there. and and practice all that kind of stuff. I'm just super proud of her. And, and uh, you know, I already miss her, and she doesn't leave till July. But anyway, everyone, God bless all of our service members out there, our law enforcement, our public service, all those that put their life on the line every day to keep me safe so I can gobbledygook on the radio with you fine fellows. <laughs> thank you. And as a service former service member myself, Cora, I said thank you very much for her service. It's really appreciated, especially under the volunteer system. Uh, Z? Oh, yeah, absolutely. How do I follow these guys? Oh, man, I want to thank, first of all, I want to thank all of our loved ones that support us in everything we do. Uh, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Tony, Bob, you, Butch, and all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are dedicated to Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. Everyone, please uh, enjoy your holidays and have a safe New Year. And we want to, uh, again, we want to give uh, every, a shout out to uh, Bernard uh, Fernandez, who is uh, uh, very ill this uh, this season. Uh, hopefully, uh, his next operation will give him some relief. Uh, Bob, we've already talked about Bob Alexander and Burnett. Uh, we, w- we wish her the very best in uh, in rehab. Um, that's a very serious operation she went through, but uh, she seems to go through it very well. Um, I want to thank uh, everybody and their families, uh, my family and, and your families will always be uh, number one in my mind. Uh, these programs are dedicated to uh, Bob and Coach Mel, and especially the guy who kept us laughing for so many years, good Dr. Chris. Uh, friend of actually 61 years uh, passed away. Uh, Christmas Eve of uh, last year, uh, two days that really uh, get me uh, get me down on Christmas Eve because of that, and June 20th because of Bobby. But, uh, other than that, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas, a happy and safe holiday, and as a TSA, please, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's, it's this season for parties. I know it's a season for merriment. Please don't drink and drive. Um, that's uh, that's just a personal request from me. These programs are dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Debbie Robert, Anthony Carroll, Chairman Jeffrey Colfax, 
Patrolman David Curtis. Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Bates, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Carpet Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Julius Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant James, Sergeant Charles Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrol Deputy Arnolfo Crispin, Lakeland PA, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrol Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Captain Matt Latona, Philadelphia Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Excuse me, Chief Hal Ogle, Longwood Peak Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Mike Hargrave, Pine Ellis County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy uh, Chris Meyer, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, though, you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, when the rose rides up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hand. Good night. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you back in January.
County dispatch to 1999. County dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999's response to a class of emergency. May God rest his soul. <laughs> 